just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back with the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a pretty good weekend. My wife and I do what we do. We're old people, so we're not big into parties and drinking and bars and all that sort of thing. What old people do when they're of our vintage, we go out to dinner. We sightsee. Sometimes we maybe take a day trip or a one-night trip to someplace. And that's what we did this weekend. We went to a little place called Pella, Iowa. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, where the hell is that? Why would you go there? Well, Pella, Iowa is about 40 miles southeast of Des Moines, to give you reference of where it is in the state. Now, I happen to be going on the Internet looking for something else in Iowa, and this, this, this town came up. It's called Pella, Iowa. And what's interesting about it, it was founded back in the 1800s uh, by the Dutch. Predominantly Dutch people founded this town, which is interesting in its own right. Up in this area, it's mostly Swedes, Norwegians, Germans, that sort of thing. But this was predominantly Dutch. And over the years, they built up this town. And it was a normal town for many years. But now they've kind of embraced that whole Dutch history and created a town that uh, kind of looks Dutch in its own right. I mean, there's there's uh, windmills in various places. There is a, a canal that goes down between two beautiful buildings. There's a wonderful park in the middle of town with a sundial and statues and fountains and that sort of thing. It's really a wonderful small town experience, and it all tends to the Dutch. They have restaurants and that sort of thing. And my wife and I have pretty much traveled everywhere we can drive in four or five hours from where we are, and we've seen it all. So we were looking for something a little different, and different it was. We go down to Pella, Iowa, go through Des Moines, go into Pella, spend the day there, sleep overnight, and come home the next day. Doesn't sound that exciting to some of you young folks, I know. But for us old folks, that's some crazy shit. That's a party. (laughs) But we went down there and we enjoyed it. And uh, there's a lake nearby. Uh, There's a lot of cute places to shop and eat and just window shop, for that matter, if that's all you want to do. So if you're in the area (laughs) and you're old like me and my wife, you may want to check it out because it's kind of a fun day's worth of entertainment for those of us that are of a certain age. So that's what I did. Hopefully you did whatever you did that was appropriate for your demographic and had a good time. But now it's the start of the week again, and we got to get back to the crazy shit that is going on in this country, whether it be government or pop culture or whatever. That's what we do here at the uh, Rational Boomer Podcast. We talk about that stuff. It's a lot of stuff I talk about on TikTok, but I have limited time. Even though now I got the three-minute version, I can do that. That's really not my preference because three minutes isn't enough to really get deep into anything. I'll use it when I have to or part of it when I have to. But the podcast really allows me to expand on some of the things I'm talking about there. Now, one of the biggest issues right now is COVID, the pandemic. 
some of you are probably saying, well, that's over. That's done. And you're kind of right. You see, for those of us that are vaccinated, we're safe. Technically, we could get COVID, but we're not going to get sick. We're not going to get hospitalized and we're not going to die. But the pandemic still rages on with those people who are unvaccinated. And when we have 67% of this country vaccinated, that leaves 33% of the people that aren't vaccinated. And that's still a lot of people that can get sick and die. Now, what's interesting about that, it's very specific as to who it affects. Because if you look at the stats the people that are unvaccinated are largely Republicans or Trumplicans or whatever you want to call them. So while the Democrats have bought into the, uh, the uh, vaccination, and I'm one of them, not a Democrat, but I bought into the vaccination because it makes sense. I don't believe in the conspiracy theories. I had the vaccination a couple of months ago, and you know what? No side effects whatsoever. I'm fine. I will be fine. I've been vaccinated for every possible thing that you could be vaccinated for from the time I was a small child up until my old age here. You know, I remember being in school, in grade school, and there were different vaccinations that came out. I don't know, TB, um, scarlet fever, chickenpox. Well, they didn't have chickenpox, but measles, mumps, that sort of thing. And they would take us down to the gym, line us up, and there would be a nurse at the end of the line with a gun, a uh, shotgun. And I don't mean shotgun, shotgun. I mean a gun that gives vaccinations. You'd walk up, she'd shoot it in your arm, you move on, next. It was that prevalent back in the 60s and 70s. So I'm not really afraid of vaccinations. Not one vaccination I ever took really affected me badly. You know, I might have been a little ill for a couple of hours or a sore arm or something like that. But you know what? All those things I've been vaccinated for, I have not gotten. I remember I was being at a, uh, I was going to a funeral one day and a friend of mine from high school was going to be there. Now, I haven't talked to him for 20 years. The first thing he says to me as he walks up to me, sees me after 20 years, he says, have you gotten your shingles shot yet? I go, what? Your shingles shot. Have you gotten it? I go, no. He goes, get that fucking shingles shot. I just had shingles, and it's the most horrible thing I'd ever had. Now, I knew my mom had shingles at one point, and I knew it was tough, but to me, it was just a rash. It wasn't a big deal. Later, I find out that shingles is a horrible situation, an offshoot from the chicken box, which I did have when I was young. So I'm a prime suspect. I'm old. I had chicken pox. Chances are I'm going to get it. And if it's as horrible as my mom and my friend have told me, fucking right, I'm getting that vaccination. And that's exactly what I did. I went down. It's two vaccinations. Got them both. I'm not going to get shingles. I'm not being followed by a black, <laughs> a black SUV. I don't have a microchip in my arm. I'm not magnetized, but I got the vaccine. So now we have a country full of 33% that don't have the vaccine, and we've got these pockets now that this disease or this COVID virus is running rampant. I mean, I'm hearing about Missouri in Springfield being all kinds of problems down there. Hospitals are being overrun. 
And then you've got Kansas City, not a far distance from there, that isn't having the problems yet. But the interesting thing is there's fewer percentage-wise vaccinated people in Kansas City, which is a couple million people, than there are in Springfield. The whole south southern section of Missouri is red and rampant with COVID. Now, these are all people that didn't get vaccinated, probably voted for Donald Trump. But you know what? These people are going to start freaking out because they're going to realize that, hey, your friends, your neighbors, your family are dying. You got to stop this some way. It's just unfortunate that you have to wait till that point to make that decision. Of course, some people will never make that decision. Say, oh, wait till the FDA has approved it. Well, the FDA is going to approve it here shortly, but that's not the issue. It was checked out by the FDA, and they were given emergency status because the shit was going crazy. 604,000 people died of this disease. But here's what you need to understand. Now these Trumplicans will try to blame Joe Biden for people dying. But all the people dying now aren't people that voted for Joe Biden. They aren't people that took the advice of getting the vaccination. It's not Joe Biden's fault. He brought the vaccination in. He got the distribution going. He's out there begging you to get vaccinated, and you don't, and then people die, and you want to blame Joe Biden? Sorry, that doesn't cut it. That's not how it works. You can't do that. Now, the stock market is taking a hit right now. The stock market has dropped like eight or 900 points just before I started this podcast on Monday. Now, is that Joe Biden's fault? Actually, the economy has been going pretty strong. But the stock market is largely speculative. It's not based on real terms and it's what they think is going to happen. And when they're seeing places like in California and Missouri and Florida and Oklahoma and these places getting hit with this rampant coronavirus COVID-19 Delta variant, then They're freaking out. They're going to close things down again. Not everywhere, just in those places. They're going to close things down. People are going to be out of work again. People are going to be dying again. So now the stock market is freaking out. Now, the Trumplicans would love to say, that's Joe Biden's fault. He's president and stock market's going down. No, no, no. It's because of the pandemic. And it's because people won't get their vaccination. And we know the majority of the people that won't get the vaccination are, in fact, Republicans, Trumplicans, dumb shits. Now, when the economy came back after Donald Trump left office and Joe Biden came in and passed the COVID relief bill, people would say to me, well, that's not fair. Donald Trump had to deal with COVID. When Joe Biden came in, it was toward the end and things started to pick up. That's not Donald Trump's fault. Oh, yes, it is. Because the whole reason we had the pandemic to the extent we had the pandemic is because Donald Trump didn't do jack shit when he should have back in March of 2020. He should have done something. Utilize the plans that were left in place by Obama. Utilize the team that were left by Obama. But he threw all that out. So now at the end of his term, when the pandemic is running wild and screwing up our economy, yes, it is Donald Trump's fault. Because had he done what he was supposed to do, we would never have been in that position. And now six months into Joe Biden's um, term, we have much improvement. 
But still, these Republicans refuse to bend to what science tells you is the truth, and that's by getting vaccinated. This has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It still has everything to do with the Republicans and Donald Trump. These people continue to insist that I'm not getting vaccinated. And they all have stupid reasons. I've talked to many of them, and I end up laughing at them because I know they could end up getting sick and they could end up getting die, getting uh, killed from this disease. If not them, people they know, friends, family. I mean, just with normal COVID over the past year, for me, I know at least six people, people that were friends of mine, fortunately not family, but friends of mine that died specifically because of COVID. So I take this to heart. I don't want my friends and family to die. So I not only got the vaccination, I encourage all my friends and family to get vaccinated. Now, if they choose not to, there's nothing I can do about that. Absolutely nothing I can do about it. Pray for them. I hope they don't get caught up in it. But when it comes down to it, it's hard to feel sorry for them, as I've said before. You know, a lot of them will say, well, I trust in God. <laughs> well, try, uh, God, God believes that we need to help ourselves, too. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a priest, a minister, or anything like that. I don't belong to any religion, but I pray to God. I believe in God, and... and uh, we have things here in front of us that allow us to protect ourselves, and we should. The thing God gives you is free will, which means if you don't want to take the help, you don't have to. But you get to pay the consequences if you don't. It's not about God here. It's about common sense. It's about science. It's about facts. You've seen hundreds of millions of people take this vaccine and nothing serious has happened except for the fact that they've shut down a lot of the COVID-19. So once you know that, how do you make the choice to say, yeah, I'm not doing it because I'm worried. Fuck you. You don't need to be worried about this. This is obviously working. And if you don't do it, you're a fool. And if you suffer the consequences, it's unfortunate, but I don't feel sorry for you. Now, we also have this Arizona audit that's going on. You know, down in Arizona, they have the cyber ninjas, and they're looking for all the absolute facts that there was election fraud and all this kind of shit. This has been going on for months. It's been going on for two to three months past when they said they would be finished. They've gotten millions of dollars from the CEO, from Overstock, people sending money in. I even heard tell somebody said that some guy uh, got a second mortgage on his home for $75,000 and gave it to Trump. These fucking dummies will pour money into anything that they believe will justify the stupid shit they say. So now this audit is going on, but it's funny. We haven't seen a simple shred of evidence that there was any election fraud. Yeah, they were looking at folds and water markets. Is there bamboo in the paper? Because that means they come from China. <laughs> None of that happened to be true. But they kept looking and they kept looking. The cyber ninjas are thinking to themselves, Jesus Christ, we better find something. Or we'll never get to go to Michigan or Florida or wherever the fuck they want to go. 
but they aren't going to find anything. And if they do find something, it will be uh, disputed and proved to be false. And they found something that they wanted to show as proof of election fraud. Somebody from the Cyber Ninjas or somebody connected to them somehow, I don't know who, says that there are 74,000 ballots that were early voting ballots that they can't prove were sent in, meaning they can't prove that these early ballots were actually put in the mail, sent through the post office to the city hall or wherever it goes um, that they were sent in. So they come out of this with, well, then they must have just had somebody in the back room making these things up and turning them in because they didn't come through the post office. (laughs) Well, what they fail to understand is early ballots don't have to come through the mail. They can come by drop-offs to the city hall, drop boxes to the city hall. In fact, when I did my early ballot, I went down to my local city hall, I filled it out there on the site, and I left it. So the idea that there are 74,000 ballots that did not go through the mail is not fucking surprising. That is not evidence of voter fraud. But that just shows you how desperate these people are. They got to find something. Of course, it's been recounted two or three times. It's gone through the courts. Nothing has been found, but still they want to do this audit. Now they got to find something because they're being paid two to five million dollars to do this audit. They want to find bamboo. They want to find watermarks and folds. They found none of that shit. They've had nothing to offer, even though they kept telling us, oh, it's voter fraud. There's all kinds of problems. We've never actually seen the evidence. I love how Trump fans will say, well, check the evidence. There is no fucking evidence, you idiot. There never has been any evidence. The only reason you're spewing evidence is because some other idiot on Fox News or OAN or Newsmax or Donald Trump himself told you there was proof. You have no verification that there is true uh, proof, and you've done nothing to clarify that because you don't want to know. You just want to bitch, and you want this thing overturned. So we know that there's nothing going on in Arizona. But for some reason, Donald Trump sees this and starts freaking out. See, I told you there was, there was fraud. When am I going to get back in office? Now, for a long time, when I talked about people talking about Donald Trump being reinstated on August 13th, I thought, well, Donald Trump is hearing this. He knows better. He's not that stupid, is he? Turns out he is that stupid. He believes it. He believes anything that anybody tells him that is beneficial to him that it's going to happen. He doesn't check on it, just like his his followers They hear good news. It's a fact in their mind. If it comes out of their mouth, it's the absolute gospel straight from Jesus Christ, even though it isn't. So so Donald Trump really believes he's going to be reinstated on August 13th. He's going to be woefully disappointed. I'm also hearing about all these patriots protesting and marching on capitals all over the country on August 7th. Now, we've heard about this before, but it never happens. It's all bullshit. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, hopefully these cities and uh, the U.S. Capitol are ready. 
Because if they try the same bullshit they tried with the U.S. Capitol, then there's a time, this is a time when there needs to be strong reaction to that. You can't let people charge your capital, whether it be state or federal, and let them get away with it. There's got to be consequences. And if people are coming to these capital with weapons, whether they be assault rifles or fucking rakes, it doesn't matter. They are weapons. They need to be dealt with strongly and swiftly. And hopefully that will be the case. This Arizona audit is going to fall to shit. And then it's going to be interesting to see if Michigan and Oklahoma and all these other places follow suit with what Arizona did. Arizona's in trouble because, first of all, turns out all their voting machines are now tainted. They have to replace them to the tune of 2.8 or $3 million. That's tax money paid out for no fucking good reason, just because of stupidity. Then you've got the possible illegalities that went on in this audit. We know there are some, or probably some, because the DOJ is now investigating them to find out what they are. They've tainted ballots. They've tainted machines. They've taken away the chain of custody. These are all illegal. And when it's illegal, there will be charges. And it'll be interesting to see who and what they charge and how it comes down after that. The idea that maybe Michigan or some of these other states still want to do it is fucking amazing to me. You really want that kind of trouble? You really want that kind of exposure? You want to steal the money from your citizens just to do this bullshit? Well, that's up to you. If you want to do it, God bless you. But understand, this isn't going to go well. I'm going to take a quick break. We will be back. Stick with us on the Rational Boomer Podcast. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So former National Security Advisor John Bolton was interviewed on CNN by Brianna Keeler or Keller. And uh, he was asked some pointed questions about Donald Trump. She asked him, is Donald Trump a Nazi? And was Donald Trump planning a coup? Well, John Bolton, no friend of Donald Trump anymore. They were buddies when he worked for him. But since then, there's been a lot of problems between them. Let's be honest, John Bolton does have an axe to grind with Donald Trump, but who the fuck doesn't? He has stepped on everybody that had the audacity to say anything against him, and now they become horrible people from his point of view. John Bolton, for all intents and purposes, pretty much a horrible guy, pretty much a warmonger, pretty much a piece of shit. So you take what he says with a grain of salt, but when what he says kind of aligns with what we see with Donald Trump, you have to consider it. Now, when he was asked about whether Donald Trump was a Nazi or if he was trying to mount a coup, John Bolton said, if you thought that, you would be giving Donald Trump too much credit 
because Donald Trump doesn't have the ability to think more than 10 or 15 seconds. Donald Trump doesn't have the ability to plan anything of any importance and certainly does not have the ability to put it into action. And I'll be honest with you, this is something I've said from the beginning. You know, we've heard all this talk about, oh, he's playing 3D or 5D chess. He's smart. He's got a plan. It's always coming. You ever notice every time we hear that Donald Trump has a plan, nothing ever comes through? Republicans and Trumplicans love to say that, oh, he's got a master plan. He is a mastermind, but nothing, nothing ever comes through. Why is that? Well, as I've told you, when I saw Donald Trump elected president, which I thought was surprising to say the least, I knew exactly who we were dealing with. Yes, we are dealing with a narcissist, a sociopath, and a pathological liar. As I've said before, I have a father that follows those same lines. The big difference between my father and Donald Trump is that Donald Trump is not very bright. My father was actually a little uh, scarier on a smaller scale, my family, because he was fairly intelligent. Now, that's not to say because of the narcissism, they ended up being stupid because they believed they were the best. They could talk their way out of anything, and that wasn't true, especially if they were confronted by somebody who who had the ability or was formidable to deal with these kind of people. So when I saw Donald Trump, I knew who he was all those three things, sociopath, pathological liar, and a narcissist. I knew he was those things. And I knew that any time you put somebody like that in any kind of power, whether it be the presidency or head of a family, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. But because Donald Trump is also stupid, it's going to be extra horrible when he takes office. You see, he doesn't have plans. He doesn't have strategies. The only thing he thinks of is his own personal benefit and his own personal covering of his ass. So when he's talking, he doesn't think about it at all. He thinks he's smarter than all of us. He thinks he's the greatest salesman, best talker in the world. Usually when they think this, this is a detriment, not a plus for them, because they are not those things. So when you come at Donald Trump, the first thing he does is like a little girl in the schoolyard who just attacks that person. You say, Donald Trump, you made a mistake and this sort of thing. Oh, yeah, you got a big head. You got a big butt. I don't like your clothes. Your mom sucks. Your dad sucks. Now, Donald Trump didn't technically do that, but essentially that was what he was doing when he attacked the press or other political people. He attacked them personally. Now, when you attack somebody personally, it shows off your weakness. You have no facts. You have no understanding. You have no plan to come back at your detractors. And that's where Donald Trump was. That's where he always was. He's not smart enough to come up with a plan or a strategy or implement anything. It's all about protecting himself and making himself look good. That's all it is. And unfortunately, when you have somebody like that who is president of the United States, it can only end up being a fucking mess. And it can only end up with him crashing and burning. We are now in the later stages of seeing him crash and burn. With the indictments of his company, his CFO, and 
more indictments coming, and you got Georgia, and you got Washington, D.C., and uh, Southern District of New York. Shit's coming apart for Donald Trump. So the thing with Donald Trump is he's not very bright. I don't care what any, well, he's a billionaire. Well, let's see how he got to be a billionaire. I never believed he was a billionaire. If you were a billionaire, you wouldn't have to call the Forbes magazine and uh, coerce them to admit that you're a billionaire. You would have some paperwork that says, see, I'm a billionaire. But they never did that. They had to coerce the Forbes magazine to call him a billionaire because he really had no facts to back it up. It was important for him to be perceived as a billionaire, even if he wasn't, which seems ridiculous in the in the scheme of things. But that's how Donald Trump, that's how narcissists, sociopaths think. So the thing is, Donald Trump is not bright enough to form any kind of defense. All he can do is fight. All he can do is argue. And that's what he's doing. Now, you might think he was smart because he became a billionaire. But remember, prior to being president, he got half a billion dollars handed to him by his father. Every time Donald Trump lost money, he had to be bailed out by his father. When his father died, he still kept failing. Six, seven bankruptcies? Sure things, casinos and uh, universities and stakes and all those sorts of things. With his name and his branding, they should have been successful. But they all failed. Because Donald Trump doesn't listen to anybody. He just pulls shit out of his ass, starts talking, and as soon as it comes out of his mouth, he thinks it's absolute gospel. And that's the mistake. That's the mistake of anybody in business or in life in general. If you're so arrogant that you think just because it came out of your mouth, it's absolutely true and it's absolutely genius, you're going to fail. Because nobody is right all the time. The people that are successful will have people that are talented and smart around them. You spew something out and somebody has the courage to say, you know, Mike, that's a dumb idea. And here's why. The smart person listens to that and then makes a critical choice as to whether it's a good idea to continue. Donald Trump doesn't do that. If someone had the audacity to step up and say, Donald, that's not going to work. He gets pissed off. He fires them. So either people are leaving his company or keeping their mouths shut and letting Donald Trump do whatever they do. And, of course, it fails. And everything Donald Trump has failed. When he became president, same thing. Everything he did was a failure. And I'd be willing to debate anybody on that if you'd like to debate it. But nobody around him was willing to speak up because they knew they'd get on the chopping block. Now we see all kinds of people coming out. Yeah, we hated this. We hated that. They're trying to save their lives. They know Donald Trump is done. He has no power because he's no longer president. And they know that they have a life that they want to lead, a career that they want to follow. But it's going to be hard to do once you've been tied to Donald Trump and the failures and the ridiculousness and the criminal activity. So now they're trying to save themselves. But it's too fucking late. The damage has been done. The country has been damaged. So Donald Trump isn't a bright man. He doesn't understand what's really going on. All he knows is I got to protect myself. I got to make myself look good. 
And in the end, that never works. It will never, ever work. It just doesn't. So keep that in mind. So what Donald Trump did, essentially, is a positive thing. I know we hate Donald Trump, all the horrible things he did, but he did one positive thing, and we need to acknowledge it, and we need to give him credit for it. See, because Donald Trump isn't really that smart. He walked into the Republican Party, got the presidency, and then he blew fucking everything up. We knew for years that the Republicans were stealing money from the middle class, giving it to the rich, and then the rich just lived their lavish lives, and they gave their crumbs to our Republican government officials so we could continue this process. Take money from us, give it to the rich. Take money from us, give it to the rich. Now, Donald Trump said he wasn't going to do that when he got to be president, but of course, when he came in, he couldn't help himself. He loves money more than the people of this country, so he's going to, and, and the power too, of course, so now he's going to do whatever he can to make more money and gain more power. The people he told that he was going to protect and help the middle class, he lied to you. And the proof is in the pudding. Look at the last four years. One tax cut is what he passed. The tax cut went for billions to the rich, crumbs to the middle class. The rich had a permanent tax break, and the middle class, well, ours is over now. If that isn't proof enough, don't ever tell me that he had this great tax cut because it was bullshit, and it affected nobody to any amount, any note to people in the middle class. The rich people got all kinds of money, happy to give them $2 trillion to uh, continue their lavish lifestyle. Then he went to trickle-down, and of course the trickle-down theory where the rich people are going to help the middle class is a bunch of bullshit. It's been bullshit for 40 years. It's not going to work. It never has worked. It never will work. But Donald Trump did that to you. So now what Donald Trump has done, essentially, has exposed the Republicans for who they are. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Democrats are without fault. They are not without fault. We have to watch them, too. But we're focused on the Republicans because it's Donald Trump, and they're the ones doing the misdeeds currently. We always thought they were giving money to the rich, but now we know for sure. That tax cut is proof in point. We always thought they might be racist, misogynist, or anti-Semitic. Well, we got white supremacists marching on our capital. Now we know for a fact that they are just that. We also thought that they were trying to undermine democracy because they knew they were losing clout in voting and they wanted to maintain power. But now... Voter suppression laws, gerrymandering. We know for a fact that they are fucking doing that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no covering it up or bullshitting or or distracting or diverting. That is happening. Now, we've got to keep exposing it by investigations, indictments, court cases, um, prosecutions and, and convictions, jail time. And ultimately, it's got to come down to intelligent voting, good elections. Now that it's been laid out there, splayed out for all of us, and we can see it, whether you be Democrat, Republican, Independent, or not, you can't deny that that shit is sitting in front of you. 
Now when you go to vote, you can't say, well, I'm not so sure. I think they're doing a good thing. They're not. And it's right there in fucking front of you. If you still vote for that sort of thing, then you are just as culpable about the damage it does to this country as the people actually doing it. You're guilty by association. But common sense would tell you, no, this is not right. I'm going to vote against it. Now, there'll be people who say, well, I'm Republican. I can't vote for uh, Democrats. Okay, vote for an independent. I don't give a shit. But do not perpetuate the power in the Republicans and the Trumplicans and Donald Trump himself. There's a whole cast of characters in the House of Representatives and the Senate that still follow Donald Trump, that still practice conspiracy theories, and still are doing damage to this country. If you vote for them, then you are part of the problem, and you are subject to any of the damages and any of the uh, punishment that might come after the fact. People want to say that, oh, the Republicans are going to get it in 2022. I don't know where they're thinking that's a foregone conclusion, other than history has said that you have a president win, then the opposite party wins in 2022. That's fine. Maybe that's how it happened. But this is a far different situation. This has never happened before. Nothing like this has ever occurred. So to try to bet on history as to what's going to happen in 2022 makes no sense. First off, COVID is killing nothing but Republicans and Trumplicans now. They're talking a thousand a day by fall. Now, a thousand a day is a lot of people. And the Republicans have trouble with amounts of people already. The last two presidential elections, they've lost the popular vote by millions. They don't need to lose a thousand a day. But they're pursuing this anti-vaccination situation. And the only people that are dying are the unvaccinated. And since the unvaccinated are largely Republicans or Trumplicans, that's all that's going to be dying. So they're losing voters as we speak and will continue to lose voters as long as they side with the anti-vaxxers. That's one problem. The second problem is we've got indictments coming out. We've got court cases coming up. We've got... uh, select committee in the House of Representatives on the insurrection and maybe those people who are in Congress that helped out these insurrectionists. We've got Donald Trump himself that may be indicted. He's going to be hearing from the Manhattan District, which we're in the process now with the indictments of his company and his CFO and whatever else is coming. But we've got the Southern District of New York. We've got the Attorney General of New York. We've got Georgia. We've got Washington, D.C. They're all coming for the Trump organization and the Trump people that have followed Donald Trump. So if you consider this, 1,000 people potentially dying a day, all Republicans. We've got exposing every possible thing from sedition all the way to money laundering or pedophilia, for that matter, with Matt Gates. With all those things being exposed and all those Republicans that will be exposed with those crimes, do you really think that in 2022 the Republicans have a fucking shot? What Donald Trump has essentially done is destroy the Republican Party. 
And with the destruction of the Republican Party, it's hard to have a republic or a democracy because we can't do it with one solid party. Now, the Democrats have their own problems. They just happen to be the lesser of two evils right now. But having the Democrats in full power, not a good thing either. That's not going to help us. My thought is that when all this thing gets exposed, a lot of these dirty Republicans will fall by the wayside. Then you're going to see somebody like Liz Cheney standing alone with a couple of other, a couple of other uh, Republicans, and they're going to have to try to rehabilitate this, this uh, party. And it's going to take a while. It's not going to be able to go through the process and start the rehabilitation by 2022. It's not going to happen. There's going to be too much scandal, too much crime exposed, people dying from COVID. There's no way they can win in 2022 because there's everything against them and nothing for them. So when people tell you that come 2022, the Republicans are going to get it back, fuck no, that's not going to happen. And that's why this is a good time to shut down the filibuster. Understand the filibuster works and benefits whoever is in the minority, Democrat or Republican. So the Democrats get rid of it. Now, if they ever end up in the uh, uh, minority, they'd want the filibuster back because they really only care about themselves and their own perceptions or people's perceptions of them. So we need to get rid of the filibuster, not for the Democrats, but for the American public, because without the filibuster, then we can finally get some things done for the for us. When the filibuster is intact, then nothing gets done. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So Donald Trump is part and parcel for destroying the Republican Party, but he also might be part and parcel of destroying the entire system, which isn't a bad thing to have a whole do over for everything. But that's going to bring a lot of troubled times, a lot of things that aren't addressed, and a lot of chaos and dismay. So I'm not sure how this is all going to pan out. I just hope the people that are criminals that have done things against this country get exposed, uh, prosecuted, and punished for those things we've done. But I can't see any possible positivity for Republicans in 2022. There's just no way. There's going to be too much that comes out. This isn't like normal history. This is a different time. So be prepared for that. And for those of you that are Democrats or just are against <laughs> against a, uh, a dictator or authoritarianism, you need to speak up, push back, keep yapping, keep it in the news, keep this going. So when 2022 comes along, they can't hoodwink them again. They can't distract them or divert them. We need to stay focused on those things that are bad for this country. We need to eradicate those things, and we need to vote properly come 2022. Anyhow, I'm going to wrap things up for another Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. I appreciate it immensely. We're getting more and more listeners every show, and that pleases me. I'm glad, not only for my sake, but for the sake of the people like us, that are slowly but surely coming together because once we come together, then we have a certain amount of clout, some power, a voice. And that's what we need, people of our vintage and our mindset to actually speak out and try to straighten some things out in this country. Reminder, if you have a question or a comment, I encourage it. You can go to my email at rationalboomer at gmail.com. 
You can go to anchor.fm slash rational-boomer and leave a voicemail message. I want to hear from you. I'm not hearing from many people. Jesus Christ, give me a call. Send me an email. Get involved in the conversation. So, we're going to wrap things up. You have yourself a great rest of the week. I'll be back in a day or two. We'll be talking about more crazy shit. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Next time.